This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. You might have seen in your social media feed in recent days the hashtag MeToo. And, and this stems from uh, all the revelations uh, about uh, Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein. Uh, just uh, how widespread his uh, sexual abuse and harassment was. That it just seemed like actress after actress, uh, different people coming forward to share their stories about what they went through. Uh, and then it's also included uh, others in Hollywood who experienced something similar from, from other important people in Hollywood. And, and so that was kind of where it all started from there. And then people sharing their own stories. Hashtag me too, which is pretty simple. I went through something. Here's what it is. Hashtag me too. So I think the idea is to raise awareness about all of this, maybe for people to see just how many people have actually had to experience something like this. Uh, to put some perspective on it. Uh, but it's been controversial, too. I think not not everyone um, necessarily endorses this approach to addressing the issue. And so there's been some criticism of it, too. Well, our next guest had had a thoughtful critique in uh, her latest piece for uh, National Post, nationalpost.com, where she is uh, once again uh, penning great columns uh, after taking some time off to have a, a pretty cute little kid there. Jen Gerson, how are you? Thanks. Very well. And he's the cutest kid. Uh, he's, he's right up there, I would say. Absolutely. He's, well, he's up there. He's really cute. <laughs> well, congrats on that. It's good to, good to see you back writing again. So wh- what, what initially tweaked you about this, this Me Too campaign or, or rubbed you the wrong way about it? Yeah, so this look all kind of came out of my own feelings, and I know I'm going to pan either a really terrible column or a really great one when I feel something, <laughs> and it's and it's it's coming from a from from a place of emotion. But you know, as I saw all of my very good and lovely friends saying me too, um, there was something that bothered me about it, and I couldn't couldn't quite put my finger on it until I did, and that was once again it's the same thing that's happened with the been raped never reported um, hashtag. Once again, it's all about asking victims to put themselves forward and come forward and do the reporting, and it's putting all the responsibility on victims of sexual assault. And once again, it's not asking anything of anyone else. It's not asking anything of either the people who who engage in harassment or assault to do anything, and it's letting everybody who I think more importantly enables that within their own social network off of the hook. And that's what bothered me about it, because, I mean... I think there's certainly utility. I, the women who chose to post me to and found it to be an empowering experience, you know, you go, girl, all blessings to you. It's no criticism coming from this end. Um, but it just, to me, if it stops at that, we're letting everybody else off the hook. And that's not fair. And that's what bothered me. That's what made me angry about it. Do you think there is something impactful, though, in, in in seeing this and maybe people being surprised by, wow, how many people I know, all these, these friends in my Facebook feed, I didn't realize that they had experienced this. Is there some some impact that that has, do you think? Oh, 
course, there's, there's impact, and I'm not trying to mitigate or minimize the impact. Um, I just don't, I don't, I don't care how you feel anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like again, that that makes the whole thing about how you, as a person who's never experienced any of this, feel. And it's not about your feelings. It shouldn't be about your feelings anymore. It shouldn't be about surprising you or shocking you. I mean, at this point, you you have to be pretty willfully oblivious to not know that this stuff happens. And I don't think people are that oblivious. Um, You maybe don't know the extent of how it happens or how common it is, but you've certainly seen it if you haven't experienced it. So at a certain point, we have to start shifting this conversation away from... Uh, me too, and away from putting all the responsibility on the women or men sometimes to report these things, and we have to start putting responsibility and onus on everybody else. You know, if you're in a social network or a professional network and you know that, that someone in your sphere is committing some form of inappropriate behavior or sexual harassment, this has to be on you. It's time for you to step up now. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of faith that predators themselves are going to start stepping up and owning up to their stuff. But you know what? Maybe maybe there's room for that, too. Um, right. Mostly, it's mostly I think that just, you know, from my own personal experience, every time I've seen a predator operate, they've operated in a system that was fundamentally dysfunctional or poisoned. And they've operated in a system that um, was surrounded by people who knew something was wrong but said or did nothing. And that's who I'm trying to reach here. I'm trying to reach everybody who knew something was going wrong, but have said or did that did nothing. I'm saying stop that. That's the culture that has to shift. Would that be a more powerful Me Too campaign? People who are willing to admit and acknowledge that I was there, I saw this, I witnessed it, I was friends with this guy, I looked the other way, I helped protect him. I think that that would be more, for for me, that would be far more impactful than, than seeing my friends admit to, you know, being the victim of this, I would like to see some people own up to the fact that they saw it and they turned a blind eye. Because I think that's much, that's just as common, if not more so. Whittier, so, you know, that that's what's been so shocking about Harvey Weinstein, I think, is, is yeah, there, there obviously a lot of people were victimized, a lot of women were victimized by this guy, but this seemed to be such an open secret in Hollywood for so long. And maybe that's the bigger question, that, that how does that happen? Well, that well, I mean, if you've seen how predators operate, you you know instantly how it happened. This man created a network around himself that was so powerful that he was effectively untouchable, and everybody knew it. And everybody knew that the, the, the reporting him or going forward or trying to, to 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 go against him would have just backfired. And I mean, we 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 see that at all levels of society, right? I mean, it's not just Hollywood. I mean, you know, if you work in and if you work in a temp agency, you've seen this guy operate. If you've worked in media, you've seen this guy operate. If you've worked in, you know, a, you know, a clothing store, you've seen this guy operate. You know, I think that predators are actually quite rare on the whole. I think they make up a fairly small proportion of the population. But the amount of damage they can do to the organizations they operate in and the amount of people who need to become unwillingly complicit to their to their plans in order for them to become predators that's what's shocking. That's what's common. Right. And I'm willing so, to assume that it gets it gets worse as time goes on. Once they get a sense that they're they're immune, essentially, that there's exactly, no stopping yeah. them. Yeah, essentially. Once a predator, knows, a predator operates within a culture, and I think most people who've seen this happen can, can confirm my own accounts, but once a predator starts to operate within a culture and starts to figure out how that culture works, 
um, over time, he becomes more or, or she. And I, I want to point that out. This isn't just a man problem. He or she can become more and more and more powerful, starts to gain more and more and more allies. And that's when the behavior starts to get more and more egregious because he knows he can get away with it. Right. So you know, if you've seen this happen, and I certainly have, it's really pernicious because it corrupts the whole system around it. Right. And it creates a system um, of, of complicity among people who are otherwise good people. And it creates a system of what I would call gossip and dark humor to sort of brush off or minimize or rationalize the behavior as more and more victims start to pile up. And, you know, it's, it, it, it creates a toxic and dysfunctional culture or social circle. And the only way to address that is that, you know, the predator is the predator. He's never going to change. But the people around him have to start being willing to step up and call out and say, no, something, something's wrong here. And, and that's, that's what we don't do as a society. It's interesting because I've seen a lot of the, the hashtag on and around social media, and, and I've also seen a lot of people sharing your column. Uh, some of it is, you know, here's a great piece from Jen Gerson, very well written. Uh, some of it is uh, they feel as though you're, you're attacking the Me Too campaign, and it's not appreciated. So what, what kind of reaction are you getting personally? Um, you know, my sense is overwhelmingly is that it's being shared and talked about very widely, but very privately. Uh, you know, we're not getting a lot of traffic on that piece from social media, and it's almost not being talked about on Twitter, places like that at all, which indicates to me that, that a lot of conversation is happening around it. I mean, I can tell from the numbers a lot of conversation is happening around it, but it's not happening in public places. And I think that's very interesting to me. Um, people who interpret this as an attack on the individual women who have posted Me Too, that's unfortunate. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. That's not what the piece intended to do. Um, I think that if you read it dispassionately, you can tell that it's not what the piece is intended to do. It's intended to direct anger back at the, the perpetrators and take focus and attention off of off victims, essentially. And um, that was always the intent of the piece. I can understand that people would have read it differently and that that's, that's fine, but that wasn't, that wasn't what I was going for in, in my attempts to write it. Um, so, you know... You can't really take, I mean, I, I can't really control how people to, to choose to interpret what I write. All I can right. do is just write what I write. And, you know, people bring, I've learned this over the years, that people bring their own history to their reading, right? So they're bringing their own experience and their own history to the things that you read and their own emotional backstory. And that interprets the way that they um, read certain things and it, and it interprets the way they, inter- or, sorry, it changes the way they interpret certain things. And uh, that's, just, that's just how it is, right? That's part of, that's part of what, it, what the process is all about. Well, people can find it at uh, nationalpost.com. Also, a great piece uh, from you, Jen, on the election and the arena issue. Uh, always great talking to you. Thanks for making some time for us here today. Thanks for calling me. Take care. That is uh, our friend Jen Gerson, writes for the National Post, nationalpost.com. Uh, so really interesting take on, on this whole campaign and her belief that we're, we're kind of missing the mark a little bit here. 403-974-8255. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.